Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Friday. Des Moines, I almost said football Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Appreciate you tuning in uh, here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list sounds like this. Tom Cakert, first and foremost. Uh, we'll get the latest on Iowa, who has sold out every single one of their home games this year. Kinnick Stadium, you cannot buy a ticket at the box office. It's pretty good. Not a bad start to the season. I'll huh? say some enthusiasm around this program, although you'll be able to win them on our show. Yes, you will. Coming up, we'll give you more details on that. Thank you, Dr. Stephen Fuller, FullerDental.net. We'll have season tickets, or not season tickets, but a, a pair of tickets every single game uh, to give away. So Tom Caker will start things off. Then Mitch Holtis will opine. I believe he's going to continue to focus on the defensive side of the football today. Uh, we'll hear from Mitch in his normal spot at 10.50, 11.05, off to Vegas we shall go. Mike Palm from Circus Sports will be with us. Uh, the overhit yesterday in you could uh, nice pick out of UTC. I know you had the Blue Jays. Did you sweep the board? Uh, no, we had one loss. I had the A's that uh, had the victory as they held on for dear life and got the win against the Angels and junk. And the Angels hit six home runs or seven? Seven. Seven home runs. Seven solo home runs. And lost, lost eight seven. Try that off. That's hard to do. <laughs> that is hard to do. Three and two overall, though, as uh, what we finished up. Also had a loss. Had the Cardinals minus one and a half in game. Ah, uh, I watched a lot of that uh, that double dip uh, yesterday until football started and it bounced back. It was pushed back due to inclement weather. I thought, you know what, we've waited all this uh, these many months for, it. and I get it's preseason, right? And I'm yeah. not going to stay and watch the whole game. I didn't. Um, I did. Did the whole game? Well, I got back to it as they were looking for that to get over that oh, thirty and a half gotcha. number. Yeah, yes. right. You had a, you had a, a, a different reason for watching yes. that game, as I'm assuming a lot of folks out there did. Um, but the, to, to make us wait for what was it the delay over 45, an hour, forty five about forty five minutes. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but anyways, got in. What did you think of Tariq? Well, we've heard them before, right? Yeah, Tariq Collinsworth. Any change? Mm-hmm. It was uh, interesting to see Melissa Stark. Yes. Back on the sidelines. That's great. Good for her. And Maria Taylor. I mean, bye-bye ESPN. Yeah. Boy, that really stunted her career, didn't it? (laughs) Going to NBC and doing Olympics and now sitting in the... Good for her. Melissa Stark. And I was reading last night because I'm like, man, Melissa Stark. And I've seen her a couple of things. I know she'd worked with NFL Network, Mm -hmm. but... She lives in Baltimore, I think, in that area. Sounds right. She has four kids, though, and decided to take a lot of time away. Good for her. Monday Night Football. She was young. Yes. On Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. Back when it was on ABC, too. Mm -hmm. And... This to, is Aaron Andrews' role model, Melissa Stark. To take a pause in your career when you're at that level, uh-huh. I mean, just I think says a lot about her sure. and what family meant to her yep. to do that. And, and I'm the sure, talent that she possesses to be able to come back and to be yes. wanted to come back. And a, an unfortunate part of this conversation is she's older. Yes. She, was, she still is a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. But when you're older, and mm-hmm. I've heard Aaron Andrews talk about this a lot, and, and Trent, it's a fact. Look at here in Des Moines, for God's sake. Yes, it's, I can think of two right off the bat, mm-hmm. <laughs> and lawyers can too. Right, one of them still going through it. The other one, mm-hmm. well, Heidi got paid, and good yes. for her. It's an unfortunate part about uh-huh. it, but that is the reality of the world that they have to deal with. It yep. shouldn't be that way. Nope. 
but it is the reality. But great for her, and she was she was great. Listening to her, uh, I was listening to the Leroy Butler, who, even though he was a Packer for most of his career, mm-hmm. that dude. I mean, the the physicality at the safety position. Yeah. You know, like him guys like him and John Lynch, and you know, to localize it, a Bob Sanders, Steve are, Atwater. Are those guys done? With today's football, can, uh, can those guys... You can't hit like that. Right. Can I don't think you can survive anymore, coupled with the speed of the game mm-hmm. and how different it is. I don't know if we're going to see many of those you guys anymore. You don't see too many of those, Eric, I hate to say this term, kill shots. Yeah. The headhunter. Right. right. Yeah. You don't see that. I mean, Lynch. <laughs> oh, did he pack a load or yes, what? absolutely. Wow. When he brought it, boy, oh, boy. Is there a safety you even think about in today's NFL that is... That's a really good question. Um, that that, that hits like physical... that. What was the kid's name in Arizona for years? And he got fined. Oh, he's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Arizona car... Um, um, it's, a, it's a different name. Not popping into my no, head. No, it's not popping into my yeah. And no, and this was no. Um, he was a cornerback. Yeah, and he ended up with the Rams for a while. He was all over the place. Who am I thinking of? The Arizona Cardinals safety that was fined every other week. Anyways, uh, to your point, is there a safety like that that hits? They don't jump to either of our heads. I think no. that says a lot right there. Right? Yeah. If neither of us can come up with one on it the wasn't fly, was Williams who I was thinking. Of okay, that. but anyways. Um, no, but it was good to see football back last night. Good to hear those voices uh, that were, um, you know, bringing us football for the first of a whole bunch of weeks. Now we don't have another preseason game for a week. We'll mm-hmm. be in Vegas for that. We asked Mike Palm, who, and we'll ask him um, just to repeat for at eleven oh five or sometime during the during the piece. You know, what does a game like that do in Las Vegas, a preseason game, especially when it concerns the hometown team? Yeah, right. And I said, is, 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 he said, well, it's 2X. Whatever normally we'd be bet on a game would be double. I don't know what you take from it. I think if you're a Raiders fan, you know, like this division, I, I can make a case that Denver finishes last. Mm-hmm. I think I can make a case. Can you make a ch- case that the Chiefs finish last? Absolutely. I, it's not a stretch. It's not... Being, hey, I'm going to come on here and I'm going to light a fire on the radio. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to write an article to piss everybody off. No, there's there's a realistic possibility. You said it yesterday. Nine and eight might finish in last place. Yeah, <laughs> Is it a stretch for the Chiefs? Couple of injuries. Don't have the depth of wide receiver. They don't have that deep threat mm-hmm. anymore. Suddenly, it's a lot easier to blanket Kelsey. Chuck Cecil, yes. Thank Chuck you, Chuck Cecil. Reed. Thank yes. you, Chuck Reed, yes. That is a well great done. one. Yes. That's what I was thinking of. Good to hear from Chuck Reed, by the way. And you go through that route and you look at it. Yeah, that's not a stretch. It's not a wild... You said it. Raiders, Mm -hmm. they were second last year. Right. They, of everybody in the AFC that had to play Cincinnati, who gave them the best game? Cincinnati, absolutely. They had. (laughs) It was a would have, should have. That was a close game. Yes. This team's getting better. Uh And seeing Devontae and Carr on the sidelines and them just, their relationship going back to college... Mm -hmm. How talented he is. And Carr, he hasn't had a weapon like this. No. He hasn't had anything close. No. And they got some dudes, too. Yes, they do. They got some guys. Waller at tight end. Yeah, he's really good. He is talented uh-huh. to all, all get out. This, this team. I like Renfro. I like what they can do off the edge defensively. They got guys that can get to the quarterback. Yes. What was that again? Seven, eight to one that we saw the Raiders? They were picked last. I might have to reevaluate. I look at. I'm invested already in your Broncos. See, I think you made a mistake. Yeah, and I, I, I had a free bet, so that's the only thing I put on, on Denver. I use a free free bet to bet them, and I think I tend to wonder. I don't, wonder, don't remember what it was. Honestly, you could put the four names in a hat, mm-hmm. and you can draw them out. Is there? I know you can do an exacta 
yes. bet in, div- in in each division. Can you do from top to bottom? Can you do a so. superfecta? I think so because at least for baseball, and that was those came out right before the season. I remember though. Those ones that I think uh, we both did the Brewers Cardinals one two finish in the National League Central. You're going to be wrong. <laughs> oh, here here you go. <laughs> it's all right. I'm not I'm not overly nervous. You know, it's just that it's the whole boy. They sure could have used Josh Hader yesterday, could they not have? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Rogers a little bit different in the back end mm-hmm. of that bullpen as opposed mm-hmm. to having. Well, he'd lost his job. Right. You know, he'd, he'd lost the role as the closer uh, in San Diego before he was shipped out of town. Yeah, division specials. You can Right now you can bet on how many wins in division each team has. This is at DraftKings I'm looking at right now. I wouldn't touch that. I think it's The Bills, good. four and a half. Taking the over? Yeah. Plus 135. I am taking the over. The finishing position. Here's what we were looking for. So the Vikings. To finish first, plus 275. Second, plus 150. Third, three to one, and to finish last in the NFC North plus six fifty. So that's in there. Straight forecast. Here we go. Here this we is go. what we're looking for. NFC North. All right. They got one, two. Right now they just have first, second yeah. listed. You want to do I the wanna, whole thing. I want to do it all. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I found it for you. Here we go. Is the FC West listed? Uh, let me scroll through because it's start. Yes. All right. So <laughs> give me Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs. Denver. Chargers, Raiders. All right, let's find Chargers, Raiders. I'm scrolling through, obviously, a lot of different combinations here. Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, 28 to 1. How about that? How about about Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs? That's got to be even a bigger price. Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs. All right, Chargers. 32, 34 to 1? 35? Uh, Chargers, Raiders, Denver, Kansas City, 35 to 1. That Uh is the longest shot on the board. Is Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs, also 35 to 1. Raiders first, Denver second, Chargers third, Chiefs last. That division, man. Put them in a hat and draw them out. Uh, this is under division exact order, if you're looking for the tab DraftKings. on DraftKings. So, yes, they do well have done, these. DraftKings. They're fun. Yeah, they are. And I'm going to be playing around with them and a lot of pending money by the time we get to January. <laughs> by the time 9 o'clock I, you're, rolls you're around really, tonight, I'm going to be. <laughs> you're really starting to rub off on me. These, these... Trent, because you, I, I get it. You, you want the immediate action, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't want even money. I don't want to you know, get back four to five or whatever. I want a price. Yeah. I want to shop for a price. By the way, last, this is how my luck's going. I'm killing Del Mar. You are. I, there's been six days. Six days? Seven days now. I'm si- I've won six out of seven days. Last night I hit the wrong button. I didn't notice it till this morning when I logged into my account mm-hmm. and I had an, and I and I cashed the ticket <laughs> by by betting the wrong horse. Um, but but it's, yeah, going well. it's, going it's going well. It's going well. So tonight I'm going to bet that exact uh, that superfecta with um, Chargers, Raiders, and then I'll flip flop the other two. I'll take twenty eight to one and thirty five to one. All right. So good stuff. Football underway last night. Uh, baseball from last night. Look, boy, it's just. These Blue Jays offense, when they get going, right? When they get going. It's 3-2. I'm locked in. And then I said, well, it's time for football again. Right. Because this is brutal. Well, it is. And you know who you missed, right? Your your, your guy took the bump and handed the win to the Blue Jays again. Why do they keep Pagan on, on the roster? I have no clue. I, I don't understand. Is he married to, the, fa- is he married to the, uh, the ownership family? Or is he married? I mean... Part of the poll ads? Yeah, or is he part of the GM? I mean, I there has to be something, Trent. He's brutal. 
He's you know, awful. Do you know, by the way, the poll ads, well, Carl, the dad, yeah. he's from West Des Moines. I didn't know that. Yeah, went to Valley High School. Huh. Well, it was along those lines, Chuck just sent me a tweet. John Lynch's dad played at Drake. I didn't uh, know that. Look at all these connections we got uh-huh. here today. Emilio Pagan has no connections to Iowa. He's just terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this guy, I don't get it because he looks like he should be good, right? He throws mm-hmm. 97. He's got movement on his pitches. But this is going on four years now that he's just been bad. He gives up a ton of home runs. There's not enough movement on the pitches. I don't know if it's easy to, to if he tips him, if it's easy to catch what he's doing. Whatever it is, he's brutal. Yeah. And you go out and you bring in two bullpen arms, right? Two guys that are going to help out. And now you don't have to worry about Pagan in the eighth inning. And what do they do? They trot him out there once again. Just realize what he is. Mm-hmm. He is, if you're down eight to two in the third, yes. That is Amelia. That's Pugante. your game. Yes. We are going to do that. Yeah. You got a six run lead and you're feeling okay, and you want to put him in, in the six? Okay. You can do that. Or put him in the ninth last night when the game's out of hand. That's right? a perfect time for Emilio Pagan. And, and here's the thing Sonny Gray, who started, Trent, he, he had a couple of hair on fire, yep. uh, but he got out of it, and he got Guerrero with the bases loaded a week ground out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I just, and that was the fa- last batter that he faced. I thought the Twins were going to win this game last night, and then the oh, Pagan happened. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes the gas can out of the bullpen. Yeah. Just licking your chops. And the thousands of Manitobans and, what are they, Saskatchewans, um, who made their way down to the uh, Twin Cities to watch this game. Uh, they were uh, joyous in the outcome. Yes, there were. And uh, so I had a bunch of people on my timeline last night, a bunch of friends that were at the game. My cousins were there. Uh, a couple of family members from up north, and all of a sudden, they're talking about, yeah, excited to see Cole Swindoll. And I'm like, is that a guy with you know connections? Is he from Minnesota, maybe? Who's Cole Sw- is a country music singer. They were doing a concert oh, after, after the game. Oh, after the game? <laughs> I wondered why is the, there were way more people later in yes. the night. And that was ah, the reason. Okay. I... I had that moment where, I, boy, am I out of touch because I have never heard of this person. Well, we gave at away all. tickets. Who did we give away disturbed. tickets? Disturbed. I knew disturbed. I had that. You did. I I I, I think we went to break. Saying, boy, I hope somebody calls. <laughs> and then we had forty calls <laughs> at least. Um, but then we had Cappy on right after, and the band's from Chicago. And yeah. I asked, "Oh, I've, no, I've never heard of them." Uh, anyways, good stuff. Uh, when does the fair start? Is it next Thursday? It has to be next Thursday. I think it has I to. believe yeah, so. It has I'm to. not a big f- I go once. Once is enough. You mm-hmm. look like in your lifetime you've been No, once no, no. Like good? once a year. Do you? Once a year, take the kids, mm-hmm. they do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. That's enough for me. I'm not a big fair goer. One of my old roommates, yeah. he'll go 10. I know people 12, go every day. 14 times, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. He I know hits people that bring day. their trailer. Oh, you know, yeah. You know Brad Van Vark, the former uh, college mm-hmm. football uh, official? Um, and his wife Janine used to work here, and they would park there. They would get there whenever the campground, air quote, campground would open, and they meet old friends year after year after year. I, I guess uh, uh, people do this. Same thing. Well, Chase, who you know from Graphite Construction uh-huh. Group, that's what he does. That's his part of his vacation every year is to go to the fair. Is to go to the fair, park there, camp the whole time, and just have a great time. And he loves it. I, mm. I don't get it. No, nor do I. I don't. I don't get it. Acorn dog's good. Do I need one every day? Eh, probably not. No. The, the the acts, the music. I'm also not a huge concert person. Maybe right. that has something to do with the two. I hear some of the acts. I'm like, oh, yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. And then I think about it. getting there. It might be 105 degrees. Not for me. 
Yeah, I uh, catch I w- us next week at the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> no, look for us. <laughs> right. That's why look for it. He won't find us. But go look for us at the Iowa State Fair. Oh my God! Anyways, uh, so Iowa's be- is uh, in full blown practice mode. Likewise mm-hmm. at Iowa State, Big Ten Network is on the road. We asked that question yesterday because there'd been no advanced publicity of no. this that I had seen. I went to the website. I went to the Twitter account. I was looking. In fact, the Big Ten Network. Twitter account had nothing about their appearance at Nebraska. It was Refsense that I gave. Yeah, well, I, I saw Donardo. Okay, yes, because somebody both, one of our listeners retweeted Refsense's mm-hmm. tweet and, and another uh, retweeted Donardo's retweet. So why why is this a secret? <laughs> can, can we get a little heads up or is it... Nobody knows. They're mm-hmm. just going to show up where they show up. It depends on where the bus driver goes next. Right. And is he going up to Minnesota? Is he going across right. to Iowa? Is he crisscrossing to Wisconsin? Who knows? Find out. I think probably. On a Twitter account. I think probably north into Wisconsin, and they'll get down here. We'll see what the route is. But even when you were gone, and Big Ten media days were happening in Indianapolis, and I would have Big Ten guests on, mm-hmm. I would ask that question. Sure. Well, you know, we haven't heard, which kind of leads me to believe that they're not coming. I mean, the same response from all of the people. And then when we saw this yesterday, this is good. You know what? Just mm-hmm. give us a little taste. Feed the beast. Tease us a little with some video, with some interviews. Um, you see how nuts people go with still pictures. It's, cr- it's crazy. This has been going on for 20 years now, mm-hmm. where people on message boards freak out. The, you know the latest one in Iowa City, right? No, what is somebody looks slow in a still picture. <laughs> well, there, there's that one. That's that's always my favorite. Yeah, yeah he looks really fast. He's out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, boy, oh, I think he's lost a step. It's a still picture. How are you supposed to? Do? Keegan Johnson has not shown up in the first two days of pictures. You know what that's, that means, uh-huh. right? He's, he's, in, he's in the doghouse. Or he's hurt. Yeah. Or he's lost his gig. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Alec Wick has taken over the job from him. So do you do you know much about that kid? I remember him in high school. Do you? Yeah, good athlete. Yeah, but I mean, you thought this was going to be a guy. Maybe at the end of his career, he turns into might get a shot. Right. Yeah, his senior year. Uh-huh. He's Riley McCarran. Okay. You know, a guy mm-hmm. like that. that's yep. kind of that was the thought process behind it. But they're so depleted. They are so depleted. It's a concern. Do you think Brody Breck is going to be a wide receiver for him? I continue to hear people bring his name up. Well, if he is, Trent, I hope it's only for one year. Yeah, right. For his sake. Yeah. Because he's got a multi-million dollar arm. Right. Hone in on that craft. Yep. yep. That's where you're going to be. No, but paid. you know what? And again, we say it the same. Who are we to say what a kid right, should exactly. do, right? He's 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, I mean, he's got size. And you saw him play a ton in high school. I did, absolutely. I always liked Arlen Bruce more mm-hmm. when he moved in his senior year just because you could do more with well, him. Well, he touched the ball more. I always wondered, did he have the top-end speed to be a wide receiver in the Big Ten? That was always my question for him. He's, of course, a great high school athlete right. and, and all those things and had the speed to you know, beat a kid from Urbandale. It's a little bit different beating a kid from Ohio State <laughs> yeah. you know, to get to a ball. That was always my question with him, but I, I heard a couple of different things, and well, including yesterday. David Eichold told us that he continues to impress as what he's heard in practice and making plays in the red zone with that big frame. If he could just be... What, 20 catches, 250 yards, and a couple of touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Be that fourth receiver, I think you feel a whole lot better. But, well, it starts with Keegan Johnson, right? Yeah. Better show up in one of those pictures. 
Well, uh, we'll continue to evaluate them yes, and pour over them to see what's going on. How about uh, T.J. Otzelberger making the having a media availability? Good for them. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's August. Well, everybody's on football mode, but T.J. got his basketball team front and center, and everybody, Cyclone fans, are talking about them. The basketball program gets it. Team and Lipsy, is he the point guard? What is going to happen with that role? You know, continued, I've told you before, when, I, when Eli King committed, I said he's going to be a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. I, you could just you could see he's got a flair to him. Yep, he's got some cockiness. He's yep. got an edge. charisma. Yep, he's got that, and he's going to be a guy. I'll tell you what, Hawkeye fans are going to hate, and Kansas fans <laughs> are going to hate. Love it. He is going to be that kind of player. He yeah. is going to be a villain. He is going to. So be, he's Connor McCaffrey, kinda with a little more game. Okay, with a lot more game. Yeah, he's Jordan Bohannon. Oh, great. Yeah, great. That's that's what I see from him. He is going to be fun to watch. And suddenly hearing, they've been practicing him a little bit of point guard. If he can handle the ball on top of it and not just be a two guard, but be a combo guard, not for 30 minutes a game, but if he can get that out of, you know, a couple times a half, you go to him for three minutes and he runs the point Mm -hmm. along with what he can do. That's a huge step forward because that is a question mark still with this team. And he's the one guy that you feel, I think, probably most confident is going to be able to shoot it this season if he can come out there right away and knock down some shots. So I, I was with you just... All right, let's talk about these freshmen a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Let's figure this. This roster has looked just so different. Yep. And it, the piece on Robert Jones, who we both love this game yes. less. I mean, we know he's not a star. Nope. But he's got a he play, he's got a role in the team, and when he gets those minutes, they're not they're not a ton of them, but they're impactful. Be a tough guy. Yes. Don't and, and TJ's trusting him more and more, so I'm I'm glad he came back. I, I think he's going to be a big part of that team. Anyways, we'll take a time out, but it's good to talk basketball, my mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. Uh, in the month of August, right, when everybody's football crazy. Well done, TJ Otzelberger and company over there uh, for making uh, that opportunity available. We'll take a time out. Tom Caker will join us next. Look forward to catching up with Tom Caker. What has he gleaned from these still pictures? Um Tom Cakert next. Good for the Hawkeyes selling out every single one of their games. Were you surprised Nebraska was the last one to go? No. I mean, Nebraska's terrible. Yeah, but their fan base always travels, though. Mm, not, maybe bit. not to the extent. Not, not Well, not certainly not to the extent right, it but, once was. Right. But it's also Black Friday. It's just difficult. Yeah. They travel better during the course of the regular season mm-hmm. than they do there. Now, outside of the jokes about you know Nebraska, they haven't made a bowl game. You know, South Dakota State's a better football program right now than Nebraska. <laughs> Well, they are. I cannot say you're wrong. I'm just laughing at what you said. Yeah. South Dakota State's a better football program than Nebraska. And I'm not saying that flippantly. It's the truth. (laughs) Yes, they play at two different levels, Mm -hmm. but it is the truth. It's Black Friday. Ultimately, that's the tough thing. I mean, think of how many people. You're already traveling for Thanksgiving. Right, right, right. You're away from, you're going away. Whatever it turns out to be, it's more difficult. So, no, I wasn't surprised by that, just because I know that's usually one of the last ones. There's always tickets available, it seems like. For that game. Tougher game. Game one or game 12? Uh, I'll say game one. Oh, boy. No. And I think Nebraska's going to be a bowl team. I know you do. I just wonder, is Casey Thompson upright by the time we get to that game? Well, uh, we know Adrian Martinez took some incredible mm. shots, and uh, he's a tough kid. But uh, wasn't it Donardo who was raving about Casey Thompson yesterday in, in the tweet? Didn't, is that what I saw? Was somebody that watched, or maybe it was Sam, is it McCowan from the Omaha World Herald? Sounds right, yeah. I think maybe it was him that was raving about Casey Thompson's quarterback play, how it's been elevated. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it's 10-25. Miller and Condon underway on a Friday. Oh, Claxon's Barbecue, by the way, still to come up at about 11.50 as well. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 Details.
Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1030 on a Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Just got a call during the break. Save your money. Oh. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes is still the quarterback, I was reminded. He is. Travis Kelsey's still there. Yeah. And a hungry Travis Kelsey. Orlando Brown still the left tackle. Yes. Yep. And an improving defense. Uh, Frank Clark has put a slug in the jug, apparently, uh-huh. and Chris Jones is motivated, and... They got some dude that draft class from last year, the two thousand. They got three starters and didn't have a first mm-hmm. round pick. And back to your original point, Patrick Mahomes is still there. He's still there. Yeah. Uh, Tom Kaker, HawkeyeReport Tom, we were just trying to uh, do a superfect in the AFC West, and I came up with uh, one that was paying twenty eight and thirty five to one. Chargers, Raiders, and then flip flop Broncos uh, and the uh, Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs third was twenty eight to one. Chiefs fourth was thirty five to one. Tempting, but Patrick Mahomes is still the quarterback, Tom Gakert, I was reminded. They still still have Patrick Mahomes. Yes, indeed they do. (laughs) Uh, Indeed they do. So, uh, Tom, first of all, let's talk about the the sellouts. I mean, every single – you can't go to the box office and get a ticket. There's some enthusiasm. There's a lot of excitement uh, for this football team. Good to see, Tom. It it is. It's – it's strange though because there's such um I don't know what the right term is. Trent might figure something out, but it's just like there's a, a, maybe trepidation or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. It's just like everybody's kind of like, yeah, we're excited, but the offense, but the offense, <laughs> not the quarterback. You know, it always goes back to about the offense, <laughs> yeah. but the quarterback. Yeah, you know, it always just drifts back there. It, you know, it's not like they've got this. You know, you, you think about selling tickets and. Offense sells box is box office, right? Yep. <laughs> Not with Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not with Iowa, but we'll see if they can improve it. You know, the offense continues to be a huge talking point. It's going to be all August, and it's going to be throughout this season. Brian Ferentz, he's done interviews this year. Saw the long mm-hmm. one what a month ago with Scott Docterman. Now Chad Leistico has uh, released his not just an interview that he had with him that he put together on paper form, but also a two and a half hour podcast that you can listen to and hear everything that Brian had to say. He knows he's maligned. He understands that the pressure is on and he's been frank. He said, I wasn't good enough last year as the offensive coordinator. What does that say to you? Does that say that dad's going to release at least a little bit and let him do more of his thing? Is the pressure going to be too much? Where do you think we are right now with Brian Ferentz? Yeah. And in addition to Scott and Chad, he did 90 minutes with me in June yeah, on the podcast. That's too. right. So, yeah. I mean, uh, he's, I mean, you know, I didn't keep him as long as those guys, you know, <laughs> right. they, they, they keep him for, uh, for afternoons. I was like, Brian, 90 minutes is enough, man. We, <laughs> we don't need to see each other that long, but, um, yeah, I, I, the thing that I'm curious about and this, something that I've kind of been told just privately by a few people is, that maybe they've simplified some things on the offense and, and talked about this a little bit, just that they've um, maybe made it a little bit easier to, to do things and bringing in John Budmeyer, maybe he helped them do that as an analyst. That's the Wisconsin of, guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that maybe he kind of, he, he has, he's a, he's a quarterback by trade. 
Iowa didn't have quarterback by trade on their staff. You know, they didn't, they, they just haven't had that. And maybe that's something that they really needed mm-hmm. is the quarterback's eyes on everything and being able to kind of look under the hood and fix some things and, and simplify some things for Spencer Petras and Alex Padilla and Joe Labus and Carson May and whoever else is in the future. Tom, before we ask you who looks faster or slower from the still uh, still photos that we've seen, uh, the, the, I think the big news from uh, certainly for the last couple of days, um, what, and Trent pointed, where did you see this front office sports? Yes. Uh, the, the potential TV, the media deal that we think is coming soon, uh, and the fact that NBC apparently is involved, and these are people that follow media, um, um, that would, you would think that would have some pretty good sources at front office sports. $1.5 billion and NBC involved. Tom, they're going to own everything for crying out loud. They, the SEC will... Well, they won't be able to keep up, Tom, if indeed this is uh, how this thing comes to fruition. Do, do you think the SEC maybe is having a little uh, yes. regret about just going all in with ESPN Absolutely. Now? I mean, because ESPN is begging to get into this deal with the Big Ten now, because really there's only two marketable college football, college uh, you know, groups. It's the SEC and the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, you know, sorry, Big Twelve folks or Pac Ten or whoever. Uh, you know, ACC is locked into their long-term deal with Grant of Rights till twenty thirty-six. So the other ones, they just don't move the needle. No, if they if they had schools that moved the needle uh, in an appreciable way, the SEC or the Big Ten would be scooping them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, you know, I've kind of jokingly called them the island of misfit toys, but they're just not, uh, the, the TV folks want things that are going to bring eyeballs to the product and that they can sell to advertisers to make back that money. And it's, it's all SEC and the Big Ten is the, is the prettiest girl, the prettiest car in the lot kind of thing right now. And everybody wants to test drive it. No, they're, they're must haves. They're must haves. What does this mean for, Iowa athletics, this money that's going to be coming in, this windfall, you know, there's concern about with the NIL, people maybe not donating at the same level back to the university. Is this just covering up that? Or are we talking about a potential of adding more sports, a potential of new buildings? What is this money going to do as it pertains to Iowa? You know what I joked, and you know if you follow college athletics, I said it. It means ten more associate athletic directors will be named. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. you know, uh-huh. Just, it just the the growth there will be uh, appreciable. I'm sure somebody will be uh, yeah. you know, director of uh, special events, an uh, assistant to the director. director. Right. Yeah, it's just you know that's that's there's going to be some hiring, I would imagine, mm-hmm. but um, you know maybe they get uh, all those baseball stuff done there. I, I drove by yesterday in Iowa City, and they've got uh, the the wrestling thing. That the ground is dug. I mean, that hole is in the ground in front of Carver Hawkeye now. It's uh, and, and so they've got that twenty five million dollar wrestling facility going. Uh, so they've just and, and you know the other thing they're going to be able to do for Iowa's sake is maybe they'll pay back that that debt that they had to incur during the um, uh, uh, pandemic. Yeah. That they'll be able mm-hmm. to pay that back sooner. 
Yeah, it makes some sense. Um, Tom, when's uh when's Iowa the Big Ten Network stop by Iowa? Do you know? And it's great that they are. I mean, it seemingly came out of nowhere. Uh, there, at least that we've seen there were, or didn't see there was no advanced publicity this was going to happen. Yet they show up in Nebraska yesterday. They're at Northwestern today, so they skipped right through Wisconsin, Iowa, um, and the Minnesota to get uh, back to Northwestern. When when are the Hawkeyes yeah. on the slate? Do you know? I have no idea. And it was weird because that usually they'll they'll put something out that hey we're you know they put some graphic together or something but there was nothing and I was kind of bummed I was like oh mm-hmm. boy, I wonder you know when when is I, all I saw was just wow they're at Nebraska okay uh, so who knows when they'll show up but that's always a good day um, you know it'd be. Uh, it'd be nice if they did it next week, early in the week, so then we could, you know, maybe there's something we learned from that that we can talk about at Media Day on Friday. Well, Media Day comes through on Friday, then Kids Day a day afterwards. Wish there would be a little bit more gap there because well, maybe some more stories would start to emerge here. But what are we chasing down? Short of quarterback in that conversation. What what are some of the other pieces you're looking for next week to to talk about as you get to your chance with, with all of the guys outside of the freshmen? It is is kicker exciting? It's certainly it's a talker. Yes, it's it's something we're going to have to talk about yeah, this year. It's yeah. going to be the kicker, and that's kind of going to be an interesting story, I think, to talk about at media day. Um, you know, I, I, the offensive line, I think, is a is a talk talking point, and uh, you know, Logan Jones at center versus Michael Myslinski. Um, You know, what about the tackles? Jack Plum, Mason Richmond, are they going to elevate and continue to, uh, you know, grow their play a little bit this year? I, I think that's important. The depth of the defensive line, I think, is important. Um, and we'll get to talk to some freshmen now, too. So that's that's uh, that's one of the changes from last year. Hmm. So who's going to return uh, also? What, I guess punt returns is Arlen Bruce. Yeah. I mean, who, who's got the lead in those roles? Yeah, that that will be another yeah. uh, thing that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about with uh, with Lavar Woods, uh, the special teams coordinator, is who's going to be in that mix. But right now, it looks like Arlen Bruce is going to be the punt return guy, and I, I don't think that's going to change unless something dramatic happens. But um, kickoff return seems a little bit more wide open, where you could see Keegan Johnson, you could see Xavier Wampa, you could see. Um, you know, some different people back there. Uh, I think Arlen might put his hat in that ring too, but, um, I, you know, I, I think that kickoff is much more wide open than maybe the punt return is right now. Oh, that's, uh, intriguing and certainly LeVar Woods, what he's done with special teams and that little nugget from back in the spring, Cooper DeGene, not just maybe as a kick yeah, returner. Another one. How about a him as a yeah. holder? So I uh, had an opportunity to talk with Cooper in a podcast I do last week and, he said, "I'm not so sure. I, you know, I did it in high school, but there was a wry smile on his face. What would they do? I mean, is it just something as simple as it makes sense? He was a quarterback in high school; he can do the duties. Do you think that Lavar certainly has something up his sleeve, though, if that does come to fruition? Yeah, I think there's probably something that there's a lot you could do with Coop yes. because Coop just makes plays. I mean, he's uh, he's an exciting uh, player and somebody that." Uh, that you really like to to get the 
things good things happen when the ball gets in his hands. That's why I think he's going to be the cash this year mm-hmm. because I just think he's he's a sort of tailor made for that spot where you can he's big enough where he can um, you know get kind of uh, tossed around in the wash and not and not uh, uh, suffer a whole lot in the in, uh, along the line. But also he just has it. You know the I kind of compared him to Tyler Sash sometimes where you know when Sash mm-hmm. was. Going, I mean, the ball just seemed to always find him. Just always finds him, and that's the same thing with Coop. Uh, localizing it, the two Central Iowa uh, redshirt are they super seniors, Wagner and and Evans? Well, they're this is their last year of football, I believe. Yeah. What what do we expect out of them uh, in in the, their swan song, Wagner and Evans? Who you know, Joe Evans. He doesn't see the field or hadn't, but when, you know, coming up through his career, there was hardly a game that was played that he didn't jump out, at least to me, for doing something. Wagner and Evans, what do we expect? You know, Evans is one of the really fascinating stories because the reason he became a defensive end was really because they were out of defensive linemen and they were kind of just looking for some guys to rush the passer, and then they just kind of found something with this. Uh, you know, linebacker uh, that uh, that they just sort of threw out there, and they were like, eh, Joe Evans, and now they just bulked him up now, and uh, you know, he went from a specialist to uh, now they feel very comfortable with him playing three downs, and uh, um, but that boy, I tell you, and Wagner, I think is you know poised for a really, he's kind of the Zach Van Valkenburg this year, just mm. a solid, steady mm-hmm. veteran guy on the edge. I'll tell you what, I wrote something up about the defensive line for today. And just the, uh, talking to Logan Lee um, this summer, he's like, we got 12 guys that they could play. That's what he was like. We got 12 that we could travel. And looking at it, he's not far off. And that, that second unit, I, I, you know, I've been singing the Lucas Van Ness uh, yeah. praise train for uh, a while now. And I think he's double-digit sacks <laughs> and all Big Ten contender this year. Does he get another year of eligibility, or could he leave? He could leave after this year yeah. um, because this will be his third year. If he if he can put together that kind of season and the way he looks, and you got to figure the measurables that go along with it, enjoy him in the black and gold. It could be the very last season. Hey, we get an answer here uh, from Jerry Dermardo. Ben Flaherty uh, passed this along to us. They will be in Iowa City for the Big Ten Tour, the BTN Tour, on Tuesday, August 16th. Good. So this is going to be one of the last ones. Uh, Illinois over the weekend, and then they go out east. Rutgers, Maryland, Penn State, Ohio State, Indiana. Next week is so going to be the stops. D- did they do a recap of their day in Nebraska like they used to do, or are they just showing up? To yeah. f- they did, yeah. like on BTN? Yes. Good, yeah. good, good. Uh, Tom, great well, you stuff. Know why they yep, prob- go ahead. You know why they probably went to Nebraska and, and uh, Northwestern first is because they're Heading yep. over to Dublin Absolutely. earlier. Absolutely. Oh, of course. Makes yeah, a lot of sense. Absolutely. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, what time does Media Day start next week? I guess what I'm asking, will we be able to get you when we're doing oh, our yeah. show at Circus Sports? We're good. We're good. And I, I wish I could be at Circus Sports. I wish you could, too, thing. brother. It'd be fun to do. Uh, Tom, I have know. a great week. Um, let's, let's try and make that happen at some point, all right? You bet. I'll be available for you guys. No worries. Thank you, Tom. Take care. Talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. Latest on Iowa. So Tuesday the 16th, they will make their way through Iowa City. Excellent. 
Excellent. Uh, 10.45, Mitch Holtus, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He'll join us next. Miller and Condon. Uh, on a Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.5. I'm fair. You know this theme music? What is it from? I've heard it before. It's the Thursday Night Football old theme music. Oh, and way back. Yes, this is, well, this is the CBS when they had the Thursday night package with NFL Network. Yeah, they split it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah for a while. Awesome. Amazon Prime. What what kind of tunes we're going to hear coming out of the break? I don't know, but they keep hiring more and more talent. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Speaking of talent, our next guest has a whole bunch of it. He's Mitch Holt, is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, and then you'll hear him in the winter doing Missouri Valley Conference basketball, one of his loves as well. Hello, Mitch Holt, how are you? I can, I trend. I've got a bunch of stuff, but I don't have a bunch of money like those people are getting being hired by Amazon Prime. But I'm like the rest of you to see what their presentation will be. Um, you know, maybe a glimpse into the future because we all know that we're all headed for streaming of everything. Uh, but I will be, I know, I will be uh, interested in to see, you know, how they approach it. But yeah, I'm with you. I did uh, see a report yesterday. DirecTV has struck a deal with Amazon where bars and restaurants will be Good. able to carry the game. So if you're locked out, you don't have Amazon Prime, you want to watch a game on Thursday, you'll at least have that Sports books probably, too, I would think. Absolutely. That would be next. Anyways, yes. uh, good stuff. Well, Mitch, uh, NFL, oh, yeah. Yeah, NFL started last night. Good to see the uh, the NBC of they had the game last night. It's, look, it's preseason football, but it's football, right? Did you watch any of it? Seriously, I watched. I was working in, I've got a nice little office here at camp, I watched every minute of it. <laughs> I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was. I'm trying to work, but I'm looking. Yeah. At them, I'm like, okay, because I'm you know, thinking, well, we play these two opponents, and you know, you always want to video scout them, yeah. and you know, none of these guys are going to play against us. But I guess I'm I'm so starved, like everybody else. <laughs> I, I watched almost every snap of that idiot game. I just yep. fourth quarter. I'm looking at it, and so uh, yeah, I, I'm ready, just like everybody else. Yep. I'm ready for it at all levels. If the Colfax Mingo Tiger Hawks or the <laughs> UNI Panthers or the Smith Center Big Red. I'm just ready for it all. I think we all are. Well, we're ready to continue to talk about this defense. And I did think this, Trent. I, hey, Trent and Ken, I did yeah. think this. It felt like that was a two-and-a-half to three-hour Raider podcast. Yeah, it was. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Didn't it feel like that? Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. A lot of propaganda. A <laughs> little bit. Yeah, I was like, okay, here's the, let's the speech of the Raiders for three hours, and so it's okay. All right, let's go. Going to be a fun division, no doubt. The defense we've uh, continued to talk about this week, Mitch, and uh, before we get into your conversation from uh, earlier, I want to talk a little bit about Mike Rose, what you've seen out of him. A difficult spot. You got Leo Chanel, who's an outstanding player from Wisconsin. He's got to track one of those inside spots. So how? Paul, is the hill for Mike Rose to make this team? And, and secondly, what you've seen to him out of him this point? Well, I've got two answers for you, Trent. One's a short form and one's a long form because I've seen, I've seen this story many, many times of a player like a Mike Rose. And I just lived it with Ben Neiman yeah. the last several years. And Ben, ben Neiman has got a $27,000 Super Bowl ring somewhere. <laughs> Indeed. Okay? Yep. So, let's, so let's just let's start there. Mike Rose is a – I like Mike Rose a lot. Um, tons of energy, fits the 
fits the mode. Uh, now, is it tough this year? Yeah, there's eight guys in linebackers in this camp. Five will make it, in my opinion. We don't go heavy on linebackers because of how we approach things. But that doesn't mean Mike isn't. So that's short form. Looks tough. Big mountain. The long form here is Mike is built to be a long form crockpot NFL guy. And when I say crockpot, you put him in the crockpot, let him cook slow, and you never know what's going to come out of there. Usually something tasty. Mike's got the right demeanor. So if Mike doesn't make our first cut, second, third, or third cut, that doesn't mean his life is over. That just means he could, if he's on practice squad with us, he's actually fighting for all that with a fellow rookie from South Dakota, Jack Cochran, who's also a talented kid. But if it looks bleak for Mike on August the 5th, don't think it's bleak for Mike Rose in his next two to three to four years. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's probably very well put, that, that he's going to hang around, and uh, I think he's going to get his opportunity. Justin Reed is going to get his opportunity to be a real— Well, let me say this, too. Okay. Let, me say that, let me say this. This is going to be a Matt Campbell comment, because I've seen it with K-State. When K-State guys get into the league, they stay. We got Elijah Lee with us in his seventh year. Now, okay, I'm a K Stater, but yeah. Iowa State and K Stater similar. But Matt Campbell has brought a Bill Snyder, Chris Kleiman ish thing to Iowa State. Those Iowa State dudes now are built to last in the NFL. And that's not always been the case. The way they are taught, challenged, um, the discipline in their program, they're made to make it in the NFL. And so that's why a Mike Rose has a shot. All right, I'm just leaving it at that. No, you're right. I mean, they're getting called. They're, they're Iowa Staters are, are, are getting called on draft weekend at some point. Which so let's get to Justin Reed. Who, Mitch? Let's. I mean, for me, who watches the Texans play football if you don't have to? Right, meaning your team's not playing against them. But I, I know that he's an impact player and he's in the right spot and he's going to be asked to make an impact on this team, both in the locker room and on the field. You had an opportunity to catch up with him. How did that conversation go? Well, this is the um, answer to the question I was getting all spring and summer 2.0. We talked about this yesterday with Nick Bolton, but who's going to replace the Honey Badger? Where's the leadership going to come from? Uh, oh, my God, the defense, uh, they're just going to be a leaderless, rudderless ship. No, they're not. No, they're not. They have these built-in leaders. One Thornhill's another one. But Justin Reed is an impressive dude. And with Justin Reed, almost immediately his impact uh, has been felt on and off the field. But his comprehensive approach to football is one that lends himself to be a leader. Yeah, um, this kind of goes to what I tell the young guys, too. The biggest thing about the NFL is, you know, physically everyone is somewhat around the same point. Now, you have a couple of guys that are just ultimately special, you know what I mean? Freak of natures, if you want to call them that. But most of the guys, you're going to be about on par. The difference between now and what you did in college or high school is the mental level of the game, the communication, knowing where your help is, communicating with each other, making adjustments on. It's a chess match that's on the field. So whenever you're able to do that, be loud, be confident, everyone knows that you're going to be there, everyone is confident in what's about to happen, that's when you're able to play real tight, sound, fundamental defense. Ken and Trent was like, what? This dude's 25 Sounds like a coach. Yeah. I mean, and he's good. He's talented. This isn't just a guy that's, hey, he's smart and tough, but I don't know if he can play. He's he's all of it. He was just sick of losing in Houston. Won it out. They're they're a disaster. But he was also part, you guys, of that collapse against us. 
they they had us down twenty four to nothing in a playoff game and lose by twenty points. He he wants to win. I saw this with guys when we were struggling and we were bad and we we're four and twelve and two and fourteen. Guys want out. They they want to go win. They know that the the they they want to have a shot to win. And that's where Justin Reed is. That's why Carlos Dunlap said, he goes, I've played in the league 13 years. I don't have a playoff win. <laughs> uh, I, I want to win a playoff game. So, But that's where Justin Reed is at. But he does take responsibility upon himself, and he's good enough to make plays. He wears number 20. Watch him, but people forgot that she's picked him up in the offseason. Uh, Mitch, it's going to be a hot weekend here in central Iowa. Why would want people want to turn on their oven when they can just pick up their, their app or, or pick up the phone? Let's talk a little bit about Papa John's as we let you go for the weekend. Or a little lunch here. Ah, a little lunch. Yeah. The, they got these spicy pepperoni rolls. They're really, really good. Spicy pepperoni rolls, just five forty nine. But get them while they last. Because uh, the offer will end on August the 21st. Good stuff, Mitch Holtis. We are out of time. Have a great weekend. We'll speak with you on Monday. Thanks, as always, Mitch. See you, boys. Yep, good to talk to you. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs in his daily spot. He joins us each and every day at 1050, with the exception when they're on the road, headed to a uh, game during the preseason. And then he'll be with us Wednesdays throughout the regular season at 1130. Miller and Condon, an hour to go. Off to Vegas we shall go when we come back on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.